So I have something prepared for you at the end of the service, so make sure that you don't leave early. So at the end of the service, we're going to distribute, not communion, but oil. So every one of us will be anointing ourselves with holy oil to separate ourselves unto God's holiness for good. Can we say amen? amen. So holiness as our God-given weapon against all evil. Holiness is our God-given weapon against all evil. Holiness is the word kadosh in Hebrew and the word hagesio in Greek. Holiness means to be set apart, to be consecrated, and to be kept pure, and to be kept sacred and special. It's just like, how many of you have expensive jewelry at home or something that's very precious to you? So what do you do with that? You keep it apart. You give it special attention. It is your treasure. It is important to you. And that's the word holy. So when God says you are holy, he's expressing his attitude towards you and his heart towards you. To set you apart as his treasure. To set you apart as somebody who is very special to his heart. To protect you from all evil. You are somebody who is expensive and precious to him. You ask, why? I'm not that special. I'm not that expensive. You are. Because don't forget that you have been bought by the blood of Jesus. So can I ask every one of you to say to yourself, I am precious. I believe that this is still the, the root of a lot of our problems. It's when we don't believe that we are precious and we're trying to get, you know, approval and affirmation from the people around us, even from those that are closest to us, and that you always get disappointed or you get frustrated. The key is that Jesus has called you special and important. Receive that and let that sink deeply into you. Can I say amen? amen? If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, if therefore a man, that means a person, can be male or female, purge himself or herself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. God wants to use every one of us. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. And he needs our cooperation. What is our cooperation? To purge ourselves. To keep ourselves clean, undefiled. To purge ourselves. And then what happened? Then God honors you. God honors you. You become a vessel of honor unto God. And you're able, a vessel is what contains something, to hold something. You start to be able to hold the anointing. You hold the heart of God. You hold the power of God. Can we say amen? Isn't that beautiful? Would you like to do that? Yes, amen. So the key is that I consecrate myself unto God. And God keeps me in my consecration, and he honors me. I consecrate myself, and the Lord 
keeps me in his consecration by his grace, by his power, by his mercy, and then he uses me for his glory and for my pleasure. How many of you love to be used by God? Amen. Amen. Now go to Exodus chapter 19 verse 3 with me. Exodus 19 verse 3. Now the word of God is very, very powerful. As you hear the word, you receive the power. The word of God will always give you the power to be what God sets for you to be and to do what God sets for you to do. So as you hear, you receive. There's no struggling. There's no striving. So Exodus 19 verse 3, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain. It's like, I've been waiting for you, Moses. I've been waiting for you to climb up the mountain. You know, I've, I've been waiting for you. And as soon as God saw that Moses is coming, he called out from the mountain and said, Come, come, come. And this is what I want you to tell. This is what I want you to tell the house of Jacob, to tell the people. Tell them what? He said, Tell the children of Israel in verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. Verse 5 and verse 6, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant and you shall be, say with me, I shall be. One more time, we shall be. Amen. You shall be a peculiar treasure. Wow. A peculiar treasure unto me. He didn't even say unto my kingdom. God's love is very personal. He said, you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. He said, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to exalt you. Why? Because you obey my voice. Well, that means we can hear his voice. If we can't hear his voice, how can we obey his voice? You know, a lot of Christians are struggling to hear the voice of God. The key is that you don't have to struggle. You have been wired to hear the voice of God. You have been saved to hear the voice of God. Amen? And the minute you get into faith, you start to hear. As I said last Sunday and the Sunday before, it's not really hearing the voice of God. It's discerning the voice of God. We are surrounded by a lot of noises. And in the midst of all the noises, you need to discern the voice of God. Amen. And that's what God is saying. And if I can ask you to, to look at verse 6. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a an holy nation. Wow. That's how God sees us. And that's how important we are to God. And I want you to look at this one. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. So God told Moses two times. He said, these are the words I want you to tell them. And then he said what those are. And then he said again, these are the words that you are to tell the children of Israel. So God defined our ministry. As preachers, this is what God said to tell his people. As preachers, as ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what God has told us to tell his people. What's that, what's that we are to tell his people? Be holy as he is holy. 
Amen. Hallelujah. That we are a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's the message of the church. And if you look at the context of these scriptures, these verses or this message was given to Israel right after they had been delivered from Egypt. So right after your deliverance from the world, which is your salvation, God said to you, be holy as I'm holy. So the message of holiness comes right after salvation. It is so, so important that we remember that. And this is repeated in the New Testament. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. I remember when I first started my mission trip to China. When I first met the pastors in China, you know, you met different kind of pastors, you know. I had met a pastor in China, and he got drunk, and he got beaten by his wife. And then he came to the, he came for lunch, and then his, his face was all bruised, and then his nose was like broken. <laughs> we asked, what happened? He said, I got beaten by my wife. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then I remember I went to the pastors, and the pastor said to me, you know, we always have signs and wonders and miracles. We have a lot of miracles. You know, the crazy people got healed, the sick got healed. But we didn't have the truth. We're still very confused about the Word of God. You know, exactly. It's so important for us to know the truth. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Be not you therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be you partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Mm, sorry, it's not that scripture. It's Second Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Yeah, this is the one. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Uh, sorry, it's... Uh, sorry, the one that you showed just now. What's that one? 2 Timothy, yes. Oh, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with an... With an... With an... Holy calling saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. That means his purpose and grace will make us holy and keep us holy. So say to the person next to you, you are already holy. Amen. One more time. Say it to yourself. I am already holy. Yes. Sometimes you find it, oh, am I? Really? I don't think so. Well, it's not what you think. It's what the Word of God says. It's not what I think. I don't need to qualify myself. It's the Word of God that qualifies me. Can we say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, go with me to Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. Exodus 31, verse 13. Well, remember, in the Old Testament, God sanctified Sabbath. God sanctified Sabbath and called it holy. He said, second line, verily my Sabbaths you shall keep. Okay, you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. That means for your children and your children, and your children's children. That 
you may know that I am the Lord. And then what? That that's sanctify you. So he said Sabbath is put apart. It's, a, it's set apart. It's holy. Sabbath is holy. So please let your neighbors know that on Sunday you go to church. Let the people who live around you know, oh, you can't really see them on Sunday morning. They are in church. It is a sign between you and God. Can we say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let your family know that God has sanctified you, that you are kept holy unto the Lord. His holiness he has given to you. Let's lift up our hands and say, God has given me his holiness. Amen. Well, in the Old Testament, we read about holy garments, right? Holy garments for the priest, holy tabernacle, holy water, holy altar, holy utensils, holy places, holy office, holy calling. So if God can make a chair holy, can he make you holy? If God can make your clothes holy, can he make you holy? Yes. Believe that. You can't get it without faith. Holiness will not work for you if you don't believe it. Amen? You need to believe that God is holy and he has saved me unto an holy calling and he has kept me holy. Amen. So important. Amen. So what do you mean? You know, making a vessel holy? So is this microphone holy? Yes, it is. So what does it mean? It means what is it? What is it? What it holds and what it does. So the vessels in the tabernacle, let's say um, a cup. Let's say a cup. What is it? It's a cup. What does it hold? The water. The water unto sanctification. What does it do to impart the anointing? So the same goes for us. Who am I? A child of God. What am I holding? The life of Jesus Christ. The eternal life. The Holy Spirit in me. What do I do? The light of the world the salt of the earth. So will God sanctify you? Will God sanctify you? Answer me, church. Will God sanctify you? One more time. Will God sanctify you? Yes, because of who you are, what you hold, and what you do. Can we say amen? So holiness is a label. Just like all the other vessels in the tabernacle that they must be sanctified, you know, before they can use them. So we are God's vessel and we have been made holy. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 20 verse 26. And how many of you know that faith cometh by? Faith cometh by? And hearing by? So as I preach to you that you are holy you continue to grow in holiness. As I preach unto you that you are holy, you continue to excel in holiness because you have received the faith, the faith to be and the faith to do. Amen. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. And you shall be holy unto me. This is not a demand. This is 
the word of the Lord, the impartation of God. The word of God will make you to be what he says for you to be. Let there be light and light be. So be you holy. For the I, the Lord, am holy. And the word of God says that have severed you from all other people that you should be mine. How many of you would like in a mist, for example, in a hospital with a lot of sick people and you are there. And then the Lord speaks to you and say, I have separated you from all sickness and disease. You are mine. And your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And no sickness, no demons of sickness, no unclean spirits of affliction can enter into your body. And right away you raise up your hand and you say, yes, Lord. So what do you do when you hear the word of God? You just have to agree. You just have to believe and agree. Say with me, I believe. And I agree. One more time, I believe, I agree, amen, glory be to God. So holiness is not condemnation, neither is it a struggle, but a reality. Now we have to be very careful as the sons and the daughters of God that we don't point finger at others. Amen? That we don't say, oh, you're not as holy as you say. You're not as holy as you think. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? No, because those words are not good for edification. Can we say amen? So we always want to build people up. We always want to edify people. We always want to raise people up. Because if their faith level is raised, then they can be whom they believe for them to be. Can we say amen? Faith is very, very important. Whatever we say, either we release faith or we, we release doubt. Whenever there is doubt, there is condemnation. Whenever there's faith, there is edification. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. So holiness, that's how God has packaged and wired us. That's who you are. Once you are born again, that's how God has packaged and wired you. It is your covering, it is your place, and it is your nature. As I said to you, I exactly, I remembered what I was like before I got saved. You know, every day we worked and worked, came home, watched TV, and then had a big meal, and then, you know, watched some more TV and go to bed. That's how we, how we lived. But not anymore. Why? Because the power of God has come into me. The holiness of God has come to me. And the same for every one of you. Can we say amen? So don't get saved and put it behind you. We are saved. Come on, say to yourself, I'm saved. Salvation is working in me. Amen. Now I want to show you a beautiful passage in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. This is such a beautiful passage. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. This shows it so very, very clearly. And the angel showed me in my vision. Now lift up your hands and receive vision from God. Visions are very powerful. You can all receive visions. All right? Visions and dreams. And the angel showed me in my vision, Joshua the high priest. This is the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. 
And Satan was there too, at the angel's right hand. What was he doing? Accusing Joshua of many things. Have you ever heard the voice of accusation in your head? Have you ever heard it? Yes. Have you ever heard the devil accusing you of this, accusing you of that, accusing you of this, accusing you of that? That's what was happening. But this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. And the Lord said to Satan, I reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, I the Lord, for I have decided to be merciful to Jerusalem. I rebuke you. I have decreed mercy to Joshua and his nation. They are like a burning stick pulled out of the fire. Whoa, glory be to God. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory, glory, glory. This is called justification. Amen. God does not condemn us. He does correct us. He does convict us, but he does not condemn us. And look at verse 3. Joshua's clothing was filthy. All right? His clothing was filthy. And remember, this is the high priest. And he stood before the angel of the Lord. And look at verse uh, 4. Then the angel said to the others standing there, Remove his filthy clothing. And turning to Joshua, he said, See, I've taken away your sins, and now I'm giving you these fine new clothes. Glory be to God. Amen. Put on your new clothes every morning. His mercy is new every morning. Greg is his faithfulness. Then I said, Please, could he also have a clean turbine on his head? Clean thoughts. New thoughts. So they gave him one. Can we say amen? Focus and highlight the scripture that says that his mercy is new every morning. The Bible says do not allow the sun to, sit, to, to go down on your anger. Rise up every morning as a new person. Amen. What? What? Did I upset you? I'm sorry. Oh, what? You upset me? I've forgotten. Isn't that a beautiful way to live? Amen. Say to the person next to you, you upset me. Sorry, I've forgotten. Did you upset me? I've forgotten. I've completely forgotten. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the best way to live. Amen. Amen. This is so awesome. Amen. So when we come down, you know, there are times, there were times we got upset, frustrated, offended, stirred up in anger. But when we come down, when we calm down our soul with no more anger, reaction, self-defense, fears, worries, concern, you will find that your default position as a Christian, your default position is always holiness. Our default position is holiness. And you will hear the voice of God from that position. That's our default position as a child of God. Isn't that right? You have the spirit of sonship in you. You have the DNA of God. You have the DNA of Jesus. That's your default position. Because God has promised in Deuteronomy 28 verse 9. So don't ever leave that position. Wherever you are, whatever you do. 
That's your default position, holiness. The Lord shall establish you. The Lord, not me. The Lord shall establish you and holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto you. Wow. So God has sworn unto his people that he shall establish us as a holy people unto himself. Isn't that great? I remember after I got saved, I said, this is so good. You know, being a Christian, it's so good. This is so good. I just want to make sure I won't ever lose this. How can I be sure that I won't ever lose it? And so when I started reading those scriptures, I was so, so comforted and assured. Amen. Holiness is the place where we hear, see, and sense God. When we talk about the discerning of spirits, which I will teach later on, when we talk about the discerning of spirits, when we talk about hearing the voice of God, I said it's discerning. In the midst of all these noises, you need to be able to pick up and discern the voice of God. In the midst of all the noises, the discerning of spirits, in the midst of all these spirits, the spirit of men, the spirit of devils, we need to be able to discern. That's the discerning of spirits. And holiness is the place. It's the place that you can discern. It's like Sonny knows my voice. When I call him, he knows that it's Dora. I don't have to tell him this is Dora speaking. So the more you know the person, the more you can sense the presence of the person. The more you can pick up the presence of the person. Remember, when Adam and Eve, they, they, after they had sinned in the Garden of Eden, they heard the voice of God. Now, I don't think that God was very loud. God says, Spirit. How could they pick up the noise? How could they pick up the voice of God? They pick up the voice of God's footsteps. Because they had spent so much time in his presence. When we spend a lot of time in the presence of God, in his word, and when we worship, we can sense him very quickly, very easily, very spontaneously. Because that's how we are wired. Amen? Holiness is the place of perfect submission, perfect delight. And when you enter into that place of holiness, all struggles cease. And I have learned over the years, I've learned that I can't tell people what to do. And I shouldn't be telling people what to do. Even if I know that they're heading in the wrong direction, it's much better for the Holy Spirit to tell people what to do. Because the voice that you hear on the inside will give you the power to do what the Word of God says to do. So it's better that we don't struggle. It's much better that we don't try to manipulate. We don't force. We don't manipulate. But we pray. And of course, you can tell when you are asked. But the key is that don't force your way. Don't force your way into the lives of other people. Can we say amen? Let's, 
understand what holiness is. If you go to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9 to 11, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. Now, again, I'm telling you, I receive all this from, the God, from God. I didn't get this from a book. I did read book on holiness, but this is not what I read in the book. So praise the Lord. That's a message, the rhema word that God is giving us today. And Nehemiah, which is the, how do you pronounce this word? Teshatha and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Now, if we stop here, we would have thought, don't put on your makeup, <laughs> don't wear beautiful clothes, you know, uh, don't wear dresses that are not uh, decent, but no, this is not what what the Word of God says. This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. So here, if you, uh, is that? Okay, yes. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. That means share. For this day is holy unto the Lord. And look at this one more time. Neither shall you be sorry for the joy of the Lord. How many of you know that this very familiar scripture is from here? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that means what is to be holy? To be joyful. What is to be holy? To be joyful. To be full of hope. What is to be holy? Not to be sorrowful. Not to weep. Do you get this? To be holy means to be full of faith. To know what God is doing and totally believe it. And so sold out to it that you are rejoicing. So the Levites stilled all the people saying, Hold your peace for the day is holy. Stop crying. Neither be you grieved. You know, a lot of times we think, the more sorry I am, the more holy I am. <laughs> no, that's not what the Bible says. The more joyful you are, the more holy you are. Amen. Amen. How many of you know that in heaven there are no tears? In heaven there are no tears. There are no sorrows in heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So joy and peace is holiness. Sorrows and weeping is not. Now, I want to give you an eye-opener scripture in Job chapter 6, verse 10. Job chapter 6, verse 10. Look at the second line. I would harden myself in sorrow. What is sorrow? Sorrow is perceiving that I've been hurt. I've been I've been um, hurt. I've been hurt. People have upset me. People have offended me. People have misinterpreted me or misjudged me. So I'm hurt. So whenever you feel sorry, whenever you feel sorry about, for yourself, whenever we are sorry about ourselves, whenever we are in self-pity, we turn inward. We turn inward. And you harden yourself in iniquity. 
You harden yourself in iniquity. You harden yourself in sinfulness. And you become more and more stubborn. You become more and more stubborn. You become more and more inward. You become more and more self-centered. You become more and more self-righteous. And you are hardened in iniquity. And that's why the Word of God says, to be holy means to be joyful. To rejoice with the Lord and to rejoice with others. Amen. So holiness is not where you struggle and strive. No, no. Holiness is not where you struggle and strive. So give no place to negative thoughts, negative emotions, and even memories that try to linger, that try to hover over you. Rebuke it. Rebuke it. I choose the joy of the Lord. I choose to rejoice. I choose to look at the good. I choose to believe in the best of every person. And that includes myself. Can we say amen? You say, I put on the garment of praise. I put on the garment of joy. I'm joyful. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I'm joyful. Amen. Say to the person next to you, let's rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. To be holy is not struggling and sweating. Listen to me. This is very important. To be holy does not mean that you are struggling and striving to be sinless. To be holy does not mean that you are struggling and striving to be sinless. We are saved, but it does not mean that we are always sinless. In the eyes of God, we are. But the Word of God has provided, remember, if you sin, when you sin, you confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and cleanse you from unrighteousness. So that means God knows that we still sin. God knows that we still sin out of weakness. But the key is don't let it linger. Don't let it convince you that you will stay sinning. Don't let it possess you. Can we say amen? And don't give up on people that sin. Don't give up on others that sin. Can we say amen? Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Believe holiness. Don't believe in sinfulness. Don't be a critic. Be an encourager. Can we say amen? Always encourage. Always be merciful. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. To be holy is to stay in the spiritual tongue of mind. To stay in the spiritual place where you are sanctified, where you are covered, consecrated, and devoted. If a cup can be holy, I can be holy. Big deal. Isn't that right? If a cock, a hen, a rooster can serve the Lord, I can serve the Lord. No big deal. Isn't that right? Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't make it such a big deal and make it such a high standard and that I can never achieve it. No, you have been wired. Wired in holiness. Packaged with holiness. 
Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Don't you think this bucket that holds God's money is holy? It is. It's consecrated. We don't use this for anything else. It's just for holding your tithes and your offerings. So it's holy. So you are holy. One more time. Come on, tell yourself, I'm holy. One more time. I'm holy. Until you are comfortable with it. I can see that some of your faces are still. <laughs> One more time. Say to yourself, I'm holy. One more time. I'm holy. Say to the person next to you, you're holy. You're holy. You are holy. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So it's not a struggle. When you're in the place of holiness, you recognize sin. You can deal with sin. You see unclean spirits and cast them out. You have power over evil. You can deliver sinners. Go with me to Jude chapter 1, verse 21 to 23 in the Living Bible. Amen. Just uh, verse 21. Yes. Stay always within the boundaries where God's love can reach and bless you. This is such a powerful statement. Stay within the boundaries where God's love can reach and bless you. And if you read the Psalm of David, the reason why David is a man after God's own heart, David said, even if I went to hell, you would be there. <laughs> wow, glory be to God. What kind of confidence is that? Amen, amen, hallelujah. See, focus on God's blessing. Focus on God reaching us. Amen. God can reach you. God can reach your unsafe spouse. God can reach your backslidden children. God can reach your business. God can reach you wherever you are, wherever you go. Can we say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is so, so powerful. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. So how do I, you know, um, yield to this holiness? Amen. Let's look at, um, what did I say? 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all with open face, beholding, I want you to highlight the word, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. You know, husband and wife, it's very important for us not to strangle each other to death. Because we think that you're not as holy as I think. Or not as holy as I, as I want. And uh, parents and children, make sure that you don't strangle your kids to death. And think that, you know, they're not as holy as you think. Holiness doesn't come by that. No matter how, you know, how loud you shout and scream, holiness doesn't come that way. Can we say Amen. So how does holiness, holiness, how does it come? As we, as we watch, beholding, as we look, as we look into the Word, as we look at God, as we look at God, as we look at His Word, amen? And what happened? Then we are changed. As we look at God, we're changed. So when, you're, when your kids see Christ in you, they change. When your spouse see God's in you, they change. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So what am I seeing? What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on the good of my spouse? Am I focusing on the good of my children? What am I seeing? Whatever I see, that's what I get. 
Whatever I believe, that's what I get. It was so, I mean, God said it to me so loud because I had, I mean, I have my devotional time and then I would take notes when God, whenever he speaks to me, I would write it down. And he said so loud unto me, he said, whatever you believe, you get. So if I believe the bad, that's what I get. If I believe that because I serve God, I will have lots of attacks, that's what I get, lots of attacks. But if I believe that I serve God, lots of blessings, that's what I get, lots of blessings. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has wired you so you manifest from the inside out. So what's on the inside of you comes out of you. So if you have a lot of worries and you're always worrying and what you worry about, that's what you will get. And that's why the word of God says so clearly, fear not. That means don't worry. Can we say amen? Fill your mind with what is good, whatever is noble. And what is good comes in degree. It may not be as good as you want, but as you believe the good, the better will come and the best will come. And the best is still to come. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. That's what I will come. The simplicity of holiness, the joy of holiness. Now, look at this. I want you to look at John chapter 17. John 17, 19 to 20. How many of you believe that Jesus is holy? You believe that he's holy. You believe that he's born holy, right? Because he's conceived of the Holy Spirit. Look at what he said. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Well, this, I, I couldn't believe it when I first read it. I thought, Jesus, you're holy. Why do you have to sanctify yourself? He said, for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Because Jesus is a preacher, right? He's a preacher. He's a teacher of the word. So his voice is important. The voice that comes out of his mouth, the channel for truth. So he says, I need to sanctify myself, this body, this earthen vessel. So that the voice that comes out of this earthen vessel will be holy. Holy. Because that's the meaning of the word truth. Holy. Exclusive. Nothing can compare with it. This is the highest. The truth. Amen. Amen. So leaders, leaders, we have to sanctify ourselves. Well, you say, I'm not a leader. I'm sure you are. You are a leader to your children. You are a leader in your business. You are a leader everywhere you go. You are a world changer. You are an influencer. So the word of God says that we need to sanctify ourselves in order that we can fulfill our commission, what God has called us to do. So how do I get into or become you know, more um, powerful in holiness. I'm sure we all know this. Number one, the word. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Number two, faith. Acts 26, 18. Sanctified by the faith that is in me. Number three, the Holy Ghost. Being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you repeat for me what are those three? Number one, the word. Number two, faith. Number three, 
the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Sanctification also comes through association and fellowship. Association and fellowship. That means those that we associate with, those that we fellowship with, their holiness will rub on us. But the same thing, their wickedness or their carnality or worldliness can also rub on us. But the key is which one is stronger. So when you are in holiness, let me ask you, is holiness stronger than carnality? Yes. Is holiness stronger than evil? Yes. So you need to see yourself as stronger. Don't ever be ashamed of the truth. Don't ever be ashamed of the Holy Ghost who is in you. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. That means you are stronger. Amen? Now, I want you to look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 7, 14. Well, you say my spouse is not as holy as I want her to be, you know. Well, the Bible has a solution for you. For the unbelieving husband, this is talking about non-Christians. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. Wow. All the wives say amen. Amen. (laughs) For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. Not by you. Shouting at him, not by you shouting at her. No, sanctified by the Christ in you. Sanctified by the Christ in you, the love in you. Amen, the goodness of God in you. And the, you know, God is very fair. Well, you say, what about husbands, the wives? And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. So can I ask husband and wife to say to each other, I have a duty to sanctify you. (laughs) Come on, say to each other, I have a duty to sanctify you. And you have a duty to sanctify me. Amen. Can you see that? And you do all of this, look at this, for your children. Your children will be very much affected by your marriage. This is so, so important. This is so, so powerful. Our children are very much and directly affected by our children. Okay? Understanding will get rid of demons. And the minute we understand this, I mean, I've, I've gone through this myself. The minute I understand this, I said, devil, you're not having your way in me. Get out! Understanding is so, so important. And the minute you understand why God is telling you to do things his way, you just quickly, you will do it. Amen? Amen. So holiness comes in great measures in the spiritual realm by association, by fellowship, by what we see, hear, taste, smell, and, f- and feel. We can start distributing the oil. Yes. So holiness can also come through prayers, okay? You can be sanctified when you pray. Amen. Holiness gives us boldness against the enemy, and holiness, of course, gives us answers to our prayers. Holiness puts into silence all the noises of the devil. When you are 
in holiness, when you're clothed in holiness and you're conscious of your holiness, all the demons, they, their voices stop, cease. Amen. The devil is called a tempter, an accuser, the god of the world. The devil is loud, noisy, distracting, draining, and depleting. So make sure you put on holiness, the helmet of your salvation. Okay? And also please know that a pure heart and a strong faith work together. The minute your heart is pure, your faith is strong. Okay? It's very, very important that we understand that. Say to yourself, a pure heart, a strong faith. One more time. A pure heart, a strong faith. Remember 1 John 3.21? Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence toward God. The minute your heart condemns you, you find it hard to, you find it hard to pray. So a pure heart and a strong faith work together. And finally, holiness exalts you above all the world. Remember that, how God said to Israel, I will exalt you as my holy nation. You will be above all the people of the earth as my peculiar treasure. And holiness will cause God to use you. Holiness will cause God to to use you. Remember we read this in 2 Timothy 2.21. If you purge yourself, God will see that you are a vessel prepared unto every good work. Holy, to be holy means to be exclusive. You are and I am exclusively God's. We are exclusively God's. Amen? There are no other noises, no other devils that are allowed to reach me. I reject them, I renounce them, I conquer them. I'm exclusively for God. Can we say amen? That's the meaning of the word holy. Can I ask you to all stand with me? As we read Jude chapter 1, verse 24 to 25. Jude 1, in the King James, Jude 1, 24 to 25. Now unto him, now remember a lot of times we are concerned, we are worried, you know, I'm not holy, I don't know how to give myself holy. So it's important that we have this scripture very clear before us. Number one, you're born holy. When you're born again, you're born holy. Number two, you are wired to be holy. That's the way you are, okay? And if you go to uh, King James, King James, and if you go back to Jude uh, chapter 1, is it Jude chapter 1, verse 24 to 25? Jude 1, 24 to 25, the King James. That was right just now. So, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Lift up your hands and receive that. Keep you from falling and present you. Not only does he keep you, he presents you faultless. How good is that? Faultless before the presence of his glory. And he's doing it with what? Exceeding joy. How good is that? Amen. So I want you to put your finger, dip in your finger into that cup with the oil. With the oil. So have you got the thing, uh, your oil on your finger? And I want you to anoint yourself with this holy oil. To declare 
that you are separated unto God, that you are holy. Now put your finger on your forehead and say with me, I am separated unto God, consecrated unto him. I am holy as God is holy. I am his child. I am his believer. I am his servant. So I am holy. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory be to God. Give him a big hand of praise. Amen. Isn't it awesome? Isn't God good? If I can have the musicians.